Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to this show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. Hey, it's April Pride, your host here on the High Guide podcast. I'd like to take the moment to remind you that we do discuss cannabis and psychedelics, and this podcast is intended for audiences 21 and over. Also, I am not a medical expert. We do discuss interventions and protocols, and you should consult your medical professional before moving forward with anything that we may discuss here on the show. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our show sponsor of Like Minds. Check out oflikeminds.co. That's oflikeminds, M I N D S dot C O, to learn more about Seattle's trusted source for psilocybin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're happy to have you. So, as you may have noticed, we talk a lot about psilocybin on the show, but today, We're going to talk about the iconic psychedelic LSD, famous for its ability to heighten perception and catalyze profound introspection. When I recorded this episode, I had only microdose LSD, but since it's aired, I've had my first full hit. I found it to be unbelievably energizing, and to me, it felt a lot safer than psilocybin emotionally. Like, you don't have to be in the best mood ever already to enter into an altered state with LSD. That said, there's a big spectrum of experience of any psychedelic. I'm sharing mine because knowing what's going on with my brain chemistry helped me understand a lot about why I had the kind of experience I did on LSD. If you can link that knowledge with your experience of various psychedelics, you've got a powerful way to make choices about how you trip in the future. Now let's get in to what LSD can do for you. And a quick heads up for our listeners, the recording you're about to listen to has a different sound quality. One person who knows the extent of my humanity or humaneness is my dad who as recent as this weekend, uh, he and I were talking about the bad acid, the bad acid he and his friends would get from time to time, and how the last bad trip he had was his last trip. My dad and I have talked about this before, because this story is the reason I steered clear of LSD until about five years ago when I knew enough to know how to do it, Lodos, and how to get it from a trusted source. And check out our show notes for this episode for more on just that. You may have deduced that the word of the week that we're covering in today's show is LSD. So what is it? Is it acid, LSD, more commonly referred to as acid, lysergic acid diethylamide is a potent psychedelic compound derived from the ergot fungus, which is a parasite that preys on wild grasses and grains. And it's now known that this fungus is the source of burning disease, which popped up throughout history. And repeatedly, its victims experience strange symptoms consisting of stomach pains, temporary madness, convulsions, and gangrene. But the most troubling side effect were the hallucinations of horrible creatures and fiery worlds that cause people to jump out of windows 
and scream through the streets. In medieval times, these dark visions and demonic convulsions were blamed on supernatural causes, yet the true source of all this madness is the plant-borne ergot fungi, (laughs) fungus. In fact, historians believe that the Salem witch trials may have been linked to the consumption of wheat or rye contaminated with this fungus. The organic psychoactive substance was originally synthesized by chemist Albert Hoffman in 1938 to study its medicinal benefits. His discovery came in his laboratory where he first felt LSD's mind-altering effects. In the 1960s, this psychedelic compound found mainstream popularity thanks to professor-turned-prankster psychologist Timothy Leary, who led a research study at Harvard to study the effects of LSD. And once the ramifications of LSD, hippie culture, and anti-Vietnam War movement (laughs) went, um, this did not go unchecked by the government, and so Richard Nixon promptly declared (laughs) war on drugs in 1971. In actuality, for nearly two decades, the U.S. government had been experimenting with LSD and mescaline, heroin, barbiturates, methamphetamine, psilocybin, and finally MDMA or ecstasy, Uh, Molly, as the kids call it. Um, Also, the love drug. And that episode is coming out conveniently on Monday, which is Valentine's Day. And we're going to cover that, like I said, in a special episode on Valentine's Day. Monday. Okay, so the U.S. government had been experimenting with all these drugs as related to mind control since 1953. And later in the show, I'll share a great Netflix series about the CIA-run MKUltra program. So what transpired over the remaining 20th century? I think it's been fairly poetic, right? A medicine that can madden the mind is also capable of healing it. A medicine to control the mind is the same medicine that can free one's mind. Okay, so what can I tell you about LSD that's useful for your next trip? The effects. An acid trip is marked by hallucinations, mind-opening, shifts in perception, heart-opening, sense of oneness, transcendence of space and time. While both spiritual and recreational in its use, LSD is regaining popularity, (laughs) for its medicinal applications in psychotherapy for those struggling with depression and treatment-resistant depression. Treatment-resistant depression. Nicotine and alcohol addiction. Lots of success there. Anxiety, end-of-life distress, and other mental health issues. I want to take a minute to explain a term that might be new to you. Whole fruit bodies. Mushrooms have these amazingly intricate, underground root networks that are a big part of what make mushrooms magical. The fruiting body is the part of the mushroom we see above ground, the cap, and the stem. And those are the parts that make magical mushrooms magic. For the true romantics who want to experience the purest form of psilocybin are whole fruit bodies, which are carefully dried and sold by the eighth of an ounce, are the way to go. Of Like Minds, fruit bodies are cultivated and sourced in Seattle, where Of Like Minds is based. It's important to us to work with trusted partners. That's why our whole fruit bodies come from the same guy who helps us create our amazing caramels. 
All of our fruit bodies are cultivated and sourced in Seattle, where Of Like Minds is based. It's important for us to work with trusted partners. That's why our whole fruit bodies come from the same guy who helps us create our amazing caramels. Now, let's talk strains. We've got three excellent varieties of magic in our whole fruit bodies collection. There's the potent and intriguing penis envy, the gentle inviting hillbilly, and the captivating Ecuador. Each strain offers unique experience tailored to different preferences and explorations that we write about in depth on our website. We do understand that not everyone wants to chew on a dried mushroom. Maybe you've got a sensitive stomach or you prefer a different taste profile to dried up dust. So I do want to mention that we also make scrumptious chocolate covered psilocybin caramels. We make microdose offerings if you're new to the world of psychedelics and just want a more subtle approach. So whether you're seeking the purity of whole fruit bodies or the convenience of taste of an edible, or if you're looking to take baby steps into tripping via microdosing, the Of Like Minds website is a place to go to get started. Explore a range of offerings, read up on the experiences of others. And if you live in Seattle, you can, of course, purchase one of our educational PDF downloads and as your gift with purchase, you will receive shipped via third-party carrier, a gift from Of Like Minds to you at your Seattle address. Sign up for the Of Like Minds newsletter and follow us on social media at oflikeminds.co for all the updates to learn all the ways we are all of like minds. So to dose this, okay, 100 micrograms is like a typical dose. To microdose LSD, you would consume about 20 micrograms, um, typically administered via a liquid dropper or on blotter paper, also known as a tab. When I go dancing, 20 to 40 micrograms is like, it's perfect. And don't maybe like have a beer or something. Um, the duration, it lasts longer than mushrooms. So it can last six to 12 hours. And there are some risks. <laughs> when you put chemicals in your body, sometimes there are risks. LSD should not be consumed if one has family or personal history of psychosis, bipolar, or schizophrenia, brain tumors, renal problems, high blood pressure, or cardiac issues. If you're taking lithium or other tricyclics or SRI, SRIs. And I, and I kind of laughed when I started listing that, but it's true. You need to make sure that if any of these apply to you, you should probably steer clear, not just of LSD, um, especially when it comes to family mental health um, history, even weed, not good. And definitely talk to your doctor or do more research if you think you fall into that camp before you try psychedelics or before you do them anymore. <laughs> So um, what should you be reading? There are lots of books on neuroscience that you can trip out to. There are lots of books that are about, you know, be here now and that movement. But about 15 years ago, I read The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe, and it's really good. Read this book. You've heard of it. You may not have read it. It's worth a read. Okay, and I told you that we would cover this um, Netflix series that it's called warm warm wood and there's an ep or there's a podcast post play which is a netflix podcast and they go behind the scenes in three episodes 
about this Netflix docudrama called Warmwood, a six-episode series about the CIA's notorious LSD for mind control program, MKUltra, which also happens to be a weed strain that you should definitely check out. Okay, so what should you watch? And all of this you can we've linked to in the show notes, so you can just check those out and link to them directly. But you need to see this 1960s black and white film of a woman sitting in a dress in a chair across the table from a television host on LSD for the first time. And she's talking about what she's seeing and how she feels, and she's definitely feeling it. And you got to watch it. It's about six minutes and it's totally worth it. So if you haven't taken LSD and you're thinking about it, I feel like this would not scare you from trying it sometime, at least a micro dose of LSD. Okay. I found this quote from Betsy Johnson, who is a woman's fashion designer who said, in the 1960s, you could take LSD, but you couldn't wear a pantsuit. I think I might've liked the 1960s. A little bit more, and I still think pantsuits are more dangerous than LSD. Based on my first full tab LSD experience, I'm going to start considering microdosing LSD as an alternative to my pharmaceutical stimulant medication for my ADHD. I'll keep you all updated on my journey with this, but also I want to remind everyone to talk to their doctor before going off any pharmaceuticals, which is exactly what I plan to do before making any big decisions. Thank you, as always, for listening to the High Guide podcast, and we'll see you next time.